into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, Suns fans! Welcome back to the Sons of Anarchy after... Oh, there we are. Uh, welcome two, back to two the, on the mixer sticky. Oh, okay. Welcome back to the Sons of Anarchy after show here on AfterBuzz TV. Talking about season seven, episode four, Poor Little Lambs. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me, Mr. Stephen Lemieux is here. What up? Mr. Kevin Undergaro is here. Hello, Matthew. Yes. Uh, thank you, Kevin, for holding it down for us last week. I know you were, uh, you were a light of a full table, light of a full charter, but, uh, I, I know you did an amazing job with Mr. Mike August, who we'll, we'll thank again for, for filling in. Uh, so this episode i really really enjoyed and i i really appreciate that uh lynn hasn't been isn't still in the dark that we are moving we are seeing the actual effects of what war does what war has come to charming there's no turning back the fact is even if even if uh Jax was to get the proper information to find out that Gemma had killed tara it's already too late all of his machinations are starting to come back to bite him. Well, Jax has been... He hasn't really been in a full-fledged war before. No. He's like... He's really kind of... He's played some things. He's done against one person or against another person. But he hasn't really been against everyone on all sides. So he's playing this game like he's, oh, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning. When meanwhile, he's not really thinking of the consequences as if, what if this happened or what if this happened? Anyone who would have been his ally... He has played against someone else and honestly is probably, you know, just played in general. Yeah. Like he's running out of allies, even within his own, even within his own club. You've got Jury who he, he's so thoroughly betrayed. And, uh, I mean, without getting too far ahead of ourselves, I mean, could be responsible for this, uh, this latest bloodbath. Yeah. What do you think, yeah, well, Kev? I mean, I, I agree. And to, um, we were saying off air. I was talking about Clay, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and as you do, I don't want to upset everyone, but the the only thing reason is I love him as an actor, and the significance of our conversation this week was off air was that, you know, it would be interesting to see Clay with all this because it's so far beyond Clay, it's so so much more complex, mm-hmm. it's 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 so much more threatening, so that he's he'd be like a Neanderthal, like he was so old school, it just. In our conversation, we were discussing this. And yeah. Jax, who's more equipped to deal with it, but even Jax, th- it's just this is just. Well, I mean, it's it, it goes into apocalypse now. Yeah. Well, it goes into uh, what Nero was saying to Gemma. You know, there there comes a point where it's no longer about revenge, and it just starts to feel good. And I feel like he's so off the reservation emotionally about the violence and the the disruption that he's causing that uh, he's not thinking clearly. He's not. Uh, planning strategically he thinks that he's ahead of the game but this jury angle this one thread that's been left dangling so we, so we think uh, so we think and it, then and not to mention so many other threads mm-hmm. that, i mean he killed pope and, and exactly Marx doesn't know that yet this already marks already has enough stuff 
to to want to just to want to wipe them him. out. And when he when he finds out about Pope, and I yeah. think that you can't left leave that as a writer. You probably mm-hmm. can't leave that undone. And now after this cop killing, it's possible he might not oh even have God. White by his side. So who does he who does he have left? Um, can I Kevin, just a general note about tonight's episode, yeah. which I found so uh, interesting? Did you guys notice how many light moments we had? Mm-hmm. Several light moments from. The big, really funny opening with Marilyn Manson. Why, yeah, why with are we the dog show. Code then? Yeah, because <laughs> I miss my dog. I miss my dog. Yeah. I mean, hilarious, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know the stuff with Venus and and you know uh, take very funny. Mm-hmm. Even the digging scene. Yeah, with Rat this, Boy. Yeah, get get the phone. Yeah, it probably makes you hard. What I said, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. It's I gonna mean, be really hard. So. In a lot of light moments that were really just funny, and I, as I was watching, I was like, "Oh my god, this is the darkest in the is up to now the darkest hour of the suns we've experienced in seven seasons." And then we're having all these light moments, which are amazing. But then, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. To get super serious at the end. It's just, yeah. I just thought, I, I loved it. I loved the balance in the writing. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of that? Uh, well, personally, I thought that it was it was Kurt Sutter. If you're looking at you know a season from a macro level, he's he stepped back and he's like, wait a second, we've had three really intense hard hours in a row after the end of last season, which was three really intense hard hours in a row. I'm about to take us even further into hell. We need to have some levity so that people don't, don't just get exhausted. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's why in a horror film you have, you have a great horror film will have moments of levity or surprise, moments for us to release tension and laugh. Like, why do we laugh in the first place? It's a reaction that we have, uh, to a release of tension. We think something's gonna be one thing, but instead it's something ridiculous. Oh, and we get to laugh and it gets to make us a little more comfortable so that we can handle what's do to come. Think, do you think with, in the next nine episodes, um, or however many there are, do you think that we have room for any more light moments? I feel like we have room for moments. I, I doubt we're going to get a light hour before the end of this series, but uh, if Kurt Sutter is a smart showrunner, and we know that he is, he's going to continue to pepper in these moments when he can, because otherwise you're, you're facing audience fatigue. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I I kind of like, I, I agree with you in that I like the kind of balance of where it was, because for this whole season so far, it's been, we, we've really lost sight of who the characters used to be. I mean, we lost sight of who, like, Bobby. Like, we, we haven't even really seen the true side of Bobby, really, this season. Juice, juice. For, for crying out loud. Yeah. Can't keep anything together. So at least we're seeing some levity in that we can be like, okay, we care. these are all characters again. We can care about them in this moment. Well, we, when you say... I don't, we'll not care about them. But. Well, no, 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 no. Back to the true side. We are seeing the true side of Bobby. Maybe not wording it the right way. I mean, Bobby right now is the elder statesman mm-hmm. who is trying to hold this together in the best way he can. I, I don't know where he'd be lighter. We know that... Um, Tig, Tiggy is he's he's off his rocker. We know that. We know Rap Boy's a kid, mm-hmm. you know. So I think maybe what you're saying is we're not we're not really allowed to see any more of 
Bobby. We're not seeing any other element of Bobby other than being all business, but don't that to me is in line with his character because of again, elder statesman. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, and he's always been the one who's got the He's Most never really judgment. He's never really been the source of big laughs in the first place. Well, going back to Elvis, right? You, you, his impersonating Elvis, right. I mean, he had those moments. But I, I, I just think that he's all. How, there's no room for that mm-hmm. for his character. There's no room. It's, yeah, he's got a. He's going to be the one who's carrying all these concerns on his shoulders right. because he's, he's the elder statesman. And he's more sensitive than, let's say, where um, where Chibs, mm-hmm. you know, can be. Of sound mind and very serious, but we also know he's just, he's a mean ass kicker. He's old school. You know, his, the way, his way with the club is, you know, you, you step yeah. out of line, you're going to get beat. I don't think Bobby's like that. Yeah, but what do you think, Stephen? I mean, I don't disagree with that. I just mean, usually Bobby is the voice of reason here, and mm-hmm. we're going through. Well, he was, wasn't he? And he, he's still... st- he stood up, he s- stood next to Jackson. He's like, listen, you know. No, yeah. At that's... any time, if you want to slow down, we're what with I'm... you, brother. That's his, like, that's his moment of bringing back his old self. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm just saying that. Let me find the right words before I just piss you guys off. No, no, you didn't piss us off. No, 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 no. no. I bet you, I was actually just doing that for your sake for all the fans go crazy going, what do you mean? You know, like, we have the characters. I just, you need that moment where everything's kind of normal again for a second because Mm -hmm. if without that, then everything's just 100 miles an hour. And at the end of this, I hope this brings Jack back down, Jack's back down to himself a little bit mm-hmm. before they go in, dive deep into this war, because now he actually has... Well, that's a, well, we saw that's that a moment. better point of discussion. Yeah. And, and we'll get into that in a moment, right. but, but first, I just want to throw to a quick message from our friends at the Dish Network. Wherever you live in this great country of ours, Dish can bring you great TV. From the big city to the farmlands, high on a mountain, or low in the valley. Dish delivers all the great movies, shows, and sports you can handle. Monthly packages start at just $19.99 a month for 12 months. This is your day, America. Get Dish and get thousands of TV shows and movies on demand and free installation in up to six rooms. Visit dish.com slash after buzz. That's dish.com slash after buzz. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee and other restrictions apply. Requires a clear view of the Southern Sky. Call for details. Did he just say we can get Dish for just nineteen ninety nine a month? Well, yes, he did, dear. And what do we pay for TV now? A whole lot more than that, dear. And why do we do that? I don't know. Get Dish. Go to dish.com slash afterbuzz. That's dish.com slash afterbuzz. All right. So before uh, before we went on that break, we were talking about, you know, is there going to be a moment when uh, Jax either, you know, goes further or, or where he takes a step back? And last season, we had that moment. It was a very firm moment about halfway through the season uh, that I have to imagine is going to happen here, too, where uh, he pulls back on the throttle and he's like, wait a second. I have not been doing my job. My vision has been clouded. Now, Obviously, there's a lot of concern, you know, when I say something like that, that this season might be a retread emotionally of last season. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that uh, this whole first part of the season has been about putting the club in a situation so precarious that it will define whether or not they will continue to exist and having Jax have to battle through his poor choices to determine the future of this club. Will it exist or will it die? Will he be the one who let it die? Will he be the one who betrays everything that it ever stood for? I feel like that's the moment that we're building towards and potentially, you know... And will uh, he intentionally burn it to the ground at some point? 
Uh, that's also entirely possible. And, uh, you know, uh, Kevin, you were saying, you know, while we were off the air for a moment there, you know, will the death of Colette and all these other women, uh, you know, that he's responsible for, and Colette, who he cared about, at least a little bit, um, you know, will that spur him further, or will that cause him to dial it back? I'm really bummed that Colette only came back just to be killed. I feel like that's that's a waste of a character, and it was basically, it's biding time. It's saying, we need a death here, but I'm not willing to expend anyone of importance. Like, we lost, we lost Colette, and we lost West this week. West, who has never had enough of a character of his own, who's always been, like, a really cool, laid-back yet intimidating presence, uh, and it's a bummer that that he's gone, but do either of these these deaths hold any weight for you? I think Colette does because it's a slight tie to Tara. That was a way to tie, you know, yet another love uh, interest or someone he liked a lot, mm-hmm. and 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 so that's going to bother him. I think ultimately, I'll answer my own question. I think ultimately, it's going to be the reveal of Gemma being the murder of Tara that's going to cause him to to alter his path in the current path he's on it does that mean he becomes he saves the club he destroys the club i don't know but i think it will that will change the path and i want to shout out to one of our youtube commenters and one of our fans who had said who had predicted that Gemma will receive her comeuppance halfway through the series probably around episode six or seven Mm -hmm. or, or at some point and then give jacks enough time for redemption or some other thing I'm not saying I agree with that. I just want to give her credit because that's an interesting way of storytelling. That's honestly, that's the beautiful thing about this season, since there isn't going to be any more, is that, you know, Kurt Sutter doesn't have to obey any form of convention and how he wants to unfold the events of this season. There's so much potential story here. There's no firm way to end this series that... uh, you're right. It could come down at any time because he may want six episodes to fully expound upon what he's going to do with the club and maybe even go further into the future. I mean, Stephen, how do you feel about this? I mean, I agree with the comment you were talking about on YouTube. I mean, I said something similar to that the very first episode of the season where I really think that you have to have that moment early on or midway through the season for the story to be interesting. Yeah. Because I don't want... This is episode four. I don't want eight episodes from now us still being like, oh, what's going to happen with Gemma and Jax? Like, I, I don't want that to be the finale. I'd rather it be like, what's going to happen with Jax and his life? Yeah. Like, I, that's that's what I'm more interested in. I'm like, where has the story been leading the entire for seven seasons? Um, quick question, guys. Uh, were we to assume that they thought that Gemma was still at Diose North? Uh, Norte. Well, uh, here's the thing. I would say that if not for the fact that Montez was back with the club at Scoops after the grenade was was thrown. Yeah, so I wasn't too sure if that was like supposed to be a suspense moment or not. In any case, let's let's come into this right. episode. We've been yeah. talking about it in broad strokes. Obviously, we have this opening scene uh, with Marilyn Manson's return as Tully, and I again I have to compliment the guy at how effective and how uh, how just natural he feels in this role he doesn't overplay it he doesn't overplay it he's funny he's charismatic he's dangerous i love this scene uh and we basically we have jacks trying to offload two of the remaining kilos uh the two remaining kilos of heroin uh from the uh asian uh, uh the triad guns for drugs deal that they busted up a couple episodes ago uh and uh 
yeah, they they go they set up a meet with these guys. They're going to meet them later in the episode, but they've got a, an issue uh, with Black. Tyler shows up at uh, at Red Woody um, while Lila's in post on one of her latest uh, porn epics, <laughs> and uh, it turns out that the person that August Marks needs to sign off on this land deal that has just disappeared is the pastor that they killed back in the first episode of the season, which you know we we called it back then was definitely going to come back, and it's like oh crap we got to take care of this, so they go and they uh, they dig up the body. It turns out that uh, his wife also has power of attorney. So, for a second, I don't know if you guys thought, for a second, I thought that his wife was the woman in the room yeah, that they shot. Second, and then I, I thought like, so, too. Oh, wait, she's... Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. Uh, and so, they dig up his body out in Sugar Woods, and we get this great moment with Rat Boy and Tiggy. We pull out the phones. They're, they're all wet. They go to charge them and discover uh, on one of them that is just video... Uh, that he was one of Venus's customers. And it's always a pleasure to see Venus again. I mean, we talk at times about Kurt Sutter's uh, t- tendency to self-indulge. Uh, and Venus is one of those characters that feels like a self-indulgence, is a divisive force on the show among fans, but personally, I always enjoy seeing her return. Uh, I, I love seeing Walton Goggins do anything, and I feel like this character is a very unique creation, and of course we love seeing her and Tiggy together. I also think with this show, you just have to be all in. Yeah. I think you have to be all in. He does so many curveballs as a as a writer um just the fact that we have so many deaths just pile up week after week and no one ever really gets caught for them i mean <laughs> you know you just have to be all in so when i see venus i'm i'm like oh, what's next I, I i don't take it for i know some people like oh it's a stunt you know put that mm-hmm. character in there and self-indulgent i just think that's it's that's the ride of soa yeah you know yeah no i agree yeah, I, I honestly, I like the show when it embraces its own weirdness, like the fact that all these bodies pile up and no one ever answers no. to them. No, it's, this is just its own hyper, you know, like, it's, it's like, it's like the real world on steroids and Red Bull all mixed like up in one. I like male soap opera. Yeah. It's like you're uh, tweeting out, like, half of my family's dead, don't know who did it, hashtag charming. Yeah. And there's, uh, the bodies disappeared, it's, yeah. it's fine. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. There's, I, <laughs> I don't really want to see the show because it would ultimately be, be very boring and sad, but just sort of like, all the families of all the people who have died on this show, <laughs> and no, just what no. they're up to. We don't want to go there, man. Yeah, we don't want to like talk Sarah about Sarah McLaughlin it. singing okay. in the background. Yeah. Uh, so they go and visit Venus, and we've got this like, uh, lovely, odd chemistry with, uh, with Tig and <laughs> Venus, who, I, I, is she calls him Alex. They've developed a friendship awesome. over just, these two just, just seasons. Tell him, babe. Yeah. So funny. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And, and and Jax has repeated like, "Do I have to worry about this? I, I think, think I, I gotta worry yeah. about this." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, he goes up with her to uh, to expedite things, and we're just like, "What is going on up there?" Uh, How weird is it going to be if this if this um, show ends? Mm-hmm. And that Tiggy finds the love of his life. I think that would be Venus. spectacular. I think so too. Closing the the final closing montage of the series <laughs> includes Tig's wedding to Venus. Yeah. I God, when when Venus was talking to him on the couch in there though, mm-hmm. I swear that I thought they were already like Vegas hitched. Right. Because she's like, I made a vow. And I'm like, <laughs> What? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like they they share that kiss without jumping too far ahead, and I feel like 
it felt like their first kiss. It felt like this is something where, like, Venus knew that... They were friends, and it was flirty. But, you know, know. I feel like Venus knew that Tig was attracted to her, but was still resisting because of her past. And finally, after drinking a whole bottle of booze, after being gut-shot with a shotgun, he finally relents and goes for what he wants. And it's awesome. I'm glad. Um, So before that, uh, Venus directs him to a lake house, uh, and, you know, some nice upstanding white boys have to go to the door uh, because that's who uh, everybody in that town wants walking around. And, uh, so naturally they bring a van and three motorcycles and, three and all wear their patches. Exactly. And break <laughs> into the house after waiting for like a second after knocking on the door. I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, shotgun through the door. Tiggy just gets shot right in the gut. Thankfully, as always, well, not always on this show, but uh, as usual with, say, Tiggy, uh, no vital organs were were hit. Well, it was buck, well, listen. To be fair, it was buckshot. Yeah, it was a it was a sh- with shotguns. You can either have, you know, a, a shell full of buckshot, which mm-hmm. is just little BBs. Um, and and by the way, uh, you know, they even tell you for home intruders, if you're not a killer and you don't want to really hurt anybody, you want to just scare somebody, buckshot's great. Just, you know, spray some buckshot, you know, you shoot that, and, and you know, more than likely the perpetrator will live, but mm-hmm. they'll also get the message. Got it. So so it's very realistic. It's not, you know, out of, it's not out of the norm. Okay. That's a, that's a detail that I wouldn't have thought about. Um, but the the stepson of the pastor and his mom are trying to get away, and Rat Boy sees them barreling away. I, Rat Boy to the rescue Rat again. Boy, mm-hmm. How many times has he he's like he's come really off the bench? He's really picking up the slack, man. Yeah. I, you know, like I was always bummed out. I was bu- bummed when when Half Sack went, and basically every time a prospect has God, gone, Half Sack, and, and to have Rat Boy, you know, not only just survive and come up through the ranks, but continue to be such a star player. Phil, think of all mm-hmm. the oh, man. my goodness, all the bodies. Yeah. Of of the uh, sons. Such a shame. Yep. But uh, the car goes in the water. Jax goes in after the car. Uh, he and Chibs pull out the mom. And, uh, you know, she's got track marks. She's doing heroin. Turns out that this pastor got in deep with Damon Pope, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just caused all, uh, untold devastation to their family. Uh, and that he is just, he's juking. Uh, this land deal so that he can get federal money to launder his dirty money and that these homes will never get built. And Jax basically says, look, you're going to have to see this through because otherwise you're going to get killed. You're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sending someone to come and get you and you're not going to get harmed. And they they head out to this this Aryan Nation deal. Can I just say something on that whole scene and what they explain there? It's such a difference between the way the MC does things and the way the nine, the Niners or who controls the Niners do mm-hmm. things and the IRA. Because you have the IRA, the IRA, they're national gun smuggling ring. They're very well established. They're very like professional in the way they do things. They're soldiers. Yeah, you got the MC, which you have Jax just running all over the place right now, just it's causing mayhem. Family with uh, with a dysfunctional dad right now. And then you get a cross-section right now when you're talking about this church deal with the land deal mm-hmm. with Damon Pope from years ago. Yeah. They've been setting up something that is just currently taking effect to allow August Marks to launder money. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting to that is like August Marks, it shows how much of a planner he is and how far in advance he's planned for that. I can't even imagine how far in advance he's planned for anything to do with Jax Teller at this point. 
Well, I mean, he said it last episode. He said, you know, it was Damon Pope who was, you know, his reputation. He came up by being the smartest person on the streets. I came up by being the most deadly person on the streets. Mm -hmm. So, you know, versus Damon who treated it more like a business and ran his crew like a business, uh, August Marks runs it like Al Capone. He runs it like a despot. Uh, you know, you look like a businessman on the outside to keep the heat off you, but ultimately when it comes down to it, you're gonna go to war and you're gonna leave a trail of bodies. Uh, so it, it's interesting though, your point, when you look at how these different organizations are run, uh, the way that Jax is running the Suns is, is the most unwieldy. There really, it doesn't, there like is a strategy, but there isn't. Because that strategy is purely about revenge and not in any way about survival or furthering the club. Well, you even look at the, look at the Asians. You got the Yakuza involved and things like that. The triad. The, yeah, the triad, sorry. And, I mean, that's an organization that's been around for a really long time. It has its checks and balances. So mm-hmm. they know how to run an organization. So you have, all these three huge players at play, mm-hmm. and Jax is fucking with all of them, pardon my language. He's messing with all of them with a crew that is maybe ten strong in the area and has no real like foundation for how to handle these kind of situations. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's like a wild card. I, I'm, well, I'm, again, go, going back to some of our fans who corrected me from the first episode of how I reacted, we have to base this off his perception He's lost the love of his life mm-hmm. in a senseless and violent way, and now he's just completely reacting to that. Oh no, I'm not you know? saying that. It's, I'm not saying I don't like how they're doing it. I'm just saying. No, that's, no, I'm, Jax I'm not saying re- whether you like it or not. I'm yeah. saying just that under his pathos, it makes sense. No, it does. Based on his perception, it right. does. I just am just wondering how the hell they're not they're not going to all just be wiped off the face of the yeah, earth. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. And we have to I mean, I, we have to hope. I mean, I, I don't think any of us wants to see that, right? No, right. I mean, I, but what you're bringing up, Kevin, is actually a very very interesting point, especially at this stage in the season before things are about to really get heated in this in this gang war is that not only is it a revenge play, you have to think about it from somebody who this this was a hit that was retaliation for a smaller thing that had happened between us. You know, Lynn and the Asians said that everything was fine, and then they carried out a hit that they thought none of us would find out about. So, in in essence, he's saying they started the war. This isn't just revenge. They wanted a war. They started it. So, uh, in he is reacting to what he considers to be an enemy that is already planning a war, that is already planning attacks, that has a larger strategy. And one more wrinkle to it. Yeah. So, you're right. He's planning it. But he's also lost the love of his life, someone who is pure and good. Absolutely. And so now... His logic is just gone because if it was just if if it was me and if it was just Lynn, what I would do is I would befriend Marx. I would befriend everybody and just totally destroy just the Chinese. Demolish but the fact that his 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 mind is gone. The fact that he now believes there's no. There's no sense to any of it. This was so senseless what happened to Tara mm-hmm. that I don't know what. And he said, he said in early episodes, I don't even know what my deal is now. I really don't. It's over. It's just all about the club now. And that's it. Hot knife. We're going to be a hot knife through butter. Well, that's basically. the thing. Yeah. He thought that they were going to be the scrappy underdog that pitted everybody else against each other. But this jury thread, which we'll get into, I think is what has ultimately undone this whole, this whole plan. Um, so yeah, we have this, uh, this, this deal out in the woods uh, with the Aryan Nation, and uh, 
and Althea Jerry, unbeknownst to unbeknownst to them, has uh, you know put out the word to her deputies. You know, find Chibs and bring him here. We need to have a discussion. It's personal. It's personal. Uh, yeah, and we'll get into Althea Jerry, who uh, you know I I'm still trying to figure out what her plan, what her game is, because last week. Uh, you know, she she came out as dirty essentially, right. and she expressed this you know this intimation uh, towards Chibs. But at the same time, I was like, is she trying to lure them into some kind of trap? Like I was like waiting for a uh, reveal right. that never came. I was saying that in the show last week too. I was trying to get that out of Mike what he thought. Right. Um, this is some great bigger plan to what she's doing. Exactly, and and that still may be. It, it appears right now that she's trying to fill more of an answer role. Where I thought, yeah, remember where, we talked about this on commercial break. I ex- said I think it's I think she's the new answer, meaning she's she's not afraid to bend the law a little bit, mm-hmm. make a few bucks. End of the day, though, we don't want a bunch of kids being killed in an ice cream s- store. Dewey Jackson, and I don't want to see fellow policemen gunned down. Exactly. She'll play the game, but she's not about to... But she's not psychotic yeah. and ruthless and a murderer. She's and not a Donald Logue. It's not yeah. her end goal. Right. Exactly. What was this character's name? Uh, don't ask me that right okay, now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Set him up for failure. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Okay, there's about five hate emails coming your way now. Right? So, uh, they're out in the woods, and uh, Egley and Kane uh, just happen to see them ride past as they come out of a coffee shop. And it's, it, it, isn't it, you know, true of, of great television and great movies? You know, coincidence only, it should only happen... Uh, when it's it's something that's going to really screw things up, and this this coincidence, horrible because uh, you know these cops get spotted by the Aryan Nation, and uh, you know uh, Egley is just wiped out. Kane is barely holding on; she's got four shots to the back, uh, and the deal is obviously off, and it's a big problem because you know Jacks they have to assume the worst that if they called it in, they could all be getting hauled in. Forget uh, it. Yeah, it's Life. over. Over. Why didn't she call it in, though? That's my question. Is She could have grabbed the radio right then. Instead, she gets out of the car and starts running, which well, seems like the less safe place. No one said she's a great cop. Right. That's yeah. her response. That's, I mean, right. it's the truth. I mean, you're confronted with guns, right? You, you, do, you do your job. It's fight or Many flight. Many guns. Many guns. Fight or flight. You've got a pistol. Yeah. If I've got a shot at surviving... I might take that over over calling it in and, and definitely getting shot. Also, you just witnessed the shock of your longtime partner getting blown away. Right. So if they shot, so if, and by the way, if they shot him, mm-hmm. then the more time you spend to call something, and they're going to shoot you. No one's going to come save you if they yeah. already went to the. They're they're not afraid to shoot a cop, so your your thing is just to run, I guess. Exactly. I feel like she'd get away in the vehicle more easily. Well, she wasn't the driver; she had a body in her way, right? Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Yeah. So uh, Jerry comes uh, comes down to scoops, and she's like, "What's up? What's going on? Were you a part of this?" And they're like, "No, no, and clearly, no." And shaken up. Yeah, shaken up, very shaken up. And uh, charming's not so charming. Exactly. Right. And she's she's like, you know, were you a part of this? And they all firmly deny it. No, no, no. And she's like, what about Mr. Haas? You know, she had uh, come by to in- interrogate Nero at Diosa, which we'll get into in a bit. Uh, and Jax just comes out and admits it. Because if you lie, if you lie about everything, then she's just going to keep pushing. Right. Give her the thing that doesn't matter. That's it. 
Yeah. Give her the thing that doesn't matter, she'll back off. And that's exactly what happened. Right. Um, until uh, a bald Asian man throws a grenade in their window and, uh, you know, chibs, you know, tackles her to the ground, protects her, whole place blows up. Thankfully, no one dies. Um, but obviously, it's it's a hit from the Asians. Her suspicions about the Asians, which uh, you know, Chibs had been trying to steer her away from, uh, that seems like pretty definitive proof to me that there's a war going on. Yep. Yep. When uh, grenades are involved, yeah, yeah, uh, that's uh, pretty much the only time that I think grenades are used is yeah. in a war. I mean, it's a very big symbol for war. Yeah. Yes. Uh, front lines. You it's throw like, them. do they need to bring a tank into the freaking ice cream shop? Maybe not. Uh, um, but. Pardon me. Uh, the fact is, she's got to know about this thing now, and uh, the club is, you know, shaken up, but then ultimately they get this call from Diosa. Nero gets a call. He shows up. He gets a call from Diosa that's basically like, hey, man, you know, thank you for bringing us all together, but, uh, you know, this thing that's about to go down has nothing to do with you. It's about the Suns. And he's like, what's about to go down? Diosa. They all run over there, and it's already too oh. late. Uh, we're going to get into all of that, as well as Juice and Gemma and all that great stuff. Right but f- after we talked about iTunes. That's true, stole it Stephen. Away from you. You, you stole it away. Know. You know, it's the one thing I have in this world. It's precious to me. Why is it precious? I'll tell you. Because every single week I tell you to go to iTunes, rate and review this show, and every show that you listen to or that you watch on YouTube, because it is the best way for you to support us here at AfterBuzz TV. You know, I don't know if you're aware, but we put out between 70 and 80 hours of free content a week. It's a crazy, huge endeavor to get it all to you for free, to give you the highest quality after-show podcast content that we possibly can for the widest array of shows available on any network. And I think that that's something to be commended. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, you know, we're not asking for your money. We're just asking for a little bit of your time. Go to iTunes, rate and review the shows. It only takes a quick second. You give your feedback directly to us so we can give you the best possible Sons of Anarchy podcast that we possibly can. And it helps us get our sponsors. It helps us get guests. It really helps everyone here do their jobs better. So support the show because we support you for free. And you get a great shout-out. All right, so did you guys do shout-outs last week, Kev? No, I didn't. All right, well, we're going to do two weeks' worth real there quick. There we go. Best Sons podcast out there. Five stars. Den Lake. Thank you, Den Lake. Excellent podcast by JKS-SJA. Love this podcast. Very insightful. Great points of view. Very engaging. Love the informed opinions on this podcast. Best AfterBuzz podcast by Taylor Lauren W. I just have to write this review in all seriousness. I love AfterBuzz and all of the podcasts. But there's just something about this one. Oh, well, thank right. you very much. We try to hold it down. Oh, and this is the one that I, I tweeted to you. Great complaint to the show. Oh, yeah. Just a great podcast. And it gives you something more with the predictions to think of while watching the next episode. I think they meant a great compliment to the show. Yes, I, yeah. I believe that is the intended word. <laughs> well, I'll take those complaints anyway. <laughs> yeah. Those are the best complaints. Uh, Ryan is Wickless. This was from two days ago. This podcast is my favorite way to go over the show with other opinions. It, it's for the true SOA geek. One of the guys keeps calling Tig Tigs, but I'll forgive him. Yeah, that's me. And then uh, me. we got another one from AKP528. The show has been really good so far. I've listened to all of. I have listened to it for all the seasons. Just don't use the f bomb as many times. Okay. Yeah, who's been using the f bomb? I don't know. You, Steven, Steven was the one who used it today. Myself today. Huh? Steven. We'll work on it. Thank you for the. Fe- no, it's good feedback. They it's good feedback. After your episode, yeah. Kev. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't use the f bomb. All right. Mike August. Uh, 
looking at you. No. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, over at Diosa, Gemma is setting up uh, what I thought was an office, but I guess is like a new massage room. Nero's moved all of his stuff out, um, I guess because he's moving into the office in Stockton. Uh, and uh, she's setting it up, and Colette has come in to take over while Lila is handling all the stuff over at Red Woody um, because uh, everyone there is incompetent. We've got the the fun running gag yeah. of this uh, of this hooker who who just does not, not know a hooker. Math. Escort. There you go. Fine. Don't be disrespectful. I apologize. Escort and massage specialist. Respect the dead, Matt. Okay. I'll respect the dead. Um, so, yeah, we kind of we get this scene between Gemma and Jax where she calls Colette his mommy fetish, which she's not wrong. Um, although it's like a little wrong to, to bring that up to your son. And, yeah, as Jax pointed out. Yeah, please never say that again, mother. We just got a tweet from Southern Siren oh. saying Nero was meeting with the Chinese when Tara was killed. Interesting. So you think that he holds Nero potentially responsible? No, I no, think, I he think knows. He, Nero knows that the Chinese didn't do it. Mm. We saw, you know what, that makes sense because when we see predictions, mm-hmm. there's little clues. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, man. So you think that that, because I've been wondering about that because I'm like, if Juice gets clipped, if Juice gets killed before he passes on this information, how on earth would Jax ever know okay, again, the thank truth? You. Thank you to our fans. Yeah. Another device is the fact that she's talking out loud to Tara. Mm-hmm. Abel could hear or somebody could overhear yeah. her talking, these conversations she's having with Tara. Brooke? Anybody. Mm-hmm. And they so already kind of they so hinted at that when they heard Juice talking. And they're like, who are you talking to, Juice? Right, so it's another device. Mm-hmm. It could work. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's talk about that. Gemma and Juice are Ooh. not coping well. And we get to see, really, Juice break down um, this episode. And, 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 like, a really stellar performance as he's talking about, you know, how being alone cripples him, especially in his current state of Great mind. Great monologue. Really, really well written and well performed. Um, and, uh, yeah, no matter where he goes, it's not a life for him. It's basically a ticking clock until, you know, he ends it. I was so upset that I wasn't here last week to discuss when Chibs told him to put a gun in his mouth, considering that Chibs was the one who not only found him trying to commit suicide, but then beat the hell out of him for it and is now telling him to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, yeah, we weren't here. Well, yeah, we weren't here, but it's definitely weighing on his mind. I want to just, the, even that, though, mm-hmm. it's just, you look at Juice's character and, like, poor guy. Yeah. Like, the whole thing that kind of set him off in the first place was the secret that he was keeping. Mm-hmm. Like, his secret of being blackmailed for being, his father being black, like... He's not good at keeping secrets, guys, because he thinks about them too much. And we know this for three seasons, four seasons now. And now he's got this gigantic secret on him. And it just, the monologue just made so much sense for his character because all he is is alone with his thoughts. And this is what made him break down to Clay. And that's what right. got him involved mm-hmm. with Clay. I, just, I think great work by Sutter because Gemma, true to her character, it looks at that and says, okay, you are weakness. You are a liability. Threat to I me. tried, but no, now I have to kill you. Now I have to kill you. And he knows that that's coming. Which is interesting as well. Yeah. And what I love about this and where, they're, where they are positioning Juice is if he survives his confrontation with Gemma next week, he finally has that thing that he can do to help the club. The club is embroiled in a war because Jax thinks that the Asians killed Tara. Okay. So he can, he can risk his life to tell the club what really happened. So that 
this war can be averted. We're going so to force we can, to tell them. Yeah, so that we can avoid further bloodshed. Damn. I'd love to what, see it. God, mm-hmm. what if he gave, what if he was gonna, what if he had Jim at gunpoint and said, you get one call, phone call before I kill you? I don't think that's juicy though. I don't know that he I would mean, do that. I mean, if he's like forcing her to tell, like that's his way of forcing her to tell Jax what happened. But if she, it, but that's the thing is like, if she tells Jax under duress, it, it, he's not gonna believe it. I mean, it just every week we get by, and that mm-hmm. juicy doesn't get killed. Yeah, <laughs> like he's so on borrowed time. It feels like. Mm-hmm. But man, how great would it be if we could carry it out the whole season? That would be cool. I mean, yeah, I'd love to see him somehow survive. But I feel like he's the tragic lamb of this show. He's been tragic, yeah, mm-hmm. forever. I, you know, um, I don't want to f- uh, forget that um, I had written this down, and then Mike August had sent me the email about it as well. But Gemma saying, um, schools are different now. Grandma Gemma, of course, you know, not, not up for mother of the year, uh, dropping the, 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 dropping Abel off. And, you know, school's different now, she said. Kids gotta keep up. Of course, she's referencing, you know, going to better schools. You know, Jackson Thomas didn't have to. Yeah. Um, she says Thomas will go to be a doctor like his mom. And then she pauses and said, you know, Abel, knows his tribe. Yeah. Um, it just is a lot of meaning behind um, school's different now and, you know, kids got to keep up. I mean, that's... it's uh, The gang culture has changed. The club mm-hmm. climate has changed. But um, Abel knows his tribe. It's just very interesting because this kid is witnessing a lot. Mm-hmm. They, they keep going to him. Thomas, we don't really see or deal with much. He's got to be... feels like he's going to be some kind of linchpin. Yeah, well, he very much is. The, the, the show hinges on Abel because we, we come into the series as he's being born with a birth defect. Like, it, it is purely, it, this entire series is ultimately about what will Abel be left with and how will he grow up. And I think it's so perverse that she takes his honestly emotional and mental scarring as you know, self-ownership of the club and that he will one day, you know, be like his father and his grandfather. Um, because honestly, I don't think that it's that he knows his tribe. It's that he's seen and heard and done and been a part of so much that it's hard for him to, like, be normal. It's yeah, hard can, for him yeah, to we, socialize. We can't take her word at face value that she says he knows. She's reading into she's it. Out of, yeah, that's just what she wants. Yeah. But we know the kid is clearly affected by this, mm-hmm. what he has seen. It'd be interesting to see if he's the one, either he perishes um, and that sets something else into action, or if he's somehow sees something, admits something. Mm. I don't know. Abel kills Gemma. <laughs> Throwing it out there. <laughs> playing with the gun. Anyway, I didn't want to take us off subject, but yeah. I, want, I know that was an, an important line. It was very important. Um, and it's, you know... He's certainly able. <sighs> Stop. Um, <laughs> but, it, but my point is, uh, in terms of her talking to Tara, we're seeing how Gemma not only is unraveling, but continues to, continues to justify her actions yep. to herself. She's so manipulative of mm-hmm. even her own... Psyche. Yeah, last week when she said, you know, like, I think this is honestly, this is how it was always supposed to be. Do you know why it's good writing? Mm. Because um, in reality, people who have done those kind of actions have to do that to live with themselves. Mm-hmm. 
So they have to create this this narrative. Yes, and and uh, anything they can do to make that narrative real, anything. Mm-hmm. And any by the way, anyone who gets in the way of that has to be killed too, either symbolically or physically. Um, so yeah, this is how she's living with the fact that she killed an innocent doctor yeah. and the love of her son's life and the mother of her grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, Juice, now there's an APB out for him. Every cop in the Pacific Northwest is going to be looking for him. Um, so Gemma says, you know, you know, tear it. You're coming with me. We're going to my dad's cabin. She puts together a gun and a silencer. He does the same because he knows that a reckoning is coming. Interesting silencers, too. Mm-hmm. So where's it going to take place? You know what I mean? Why, mm-hmm. we, we don't often see silencers, but... Well, I mean, Gemma put hers in a hat box, so I imagine that she was going to wait until they got to that to no, the cabin. She took it out of the hat box. She took it out of the hat box. Yeah. Anyway, okay. just the fact that we have silencers means, mm-hmm. you know... They're going to be trying to sneak up on like each other and do it in public. Right, and we're not going, maybe we're not going up to the woods to the father's house to do it. Just, maybe not. Just interesting. They both had silencers. Definitely. Um, so let's talk about where this attack came from. West is now dead. The guns that they stole from the Chinese are are also gone. Um, and uh, I have to imagine the only person that I could see giving them up or having the information and the grudge to do it would be would be jury but like i i also don't you think but at the same time would he turn on his fellow club members yes yeah yeah not not his charter but he'd give up he'd give up the charm by the way the club that's right they went up and they killed they it wasn't jacks who killed those two it was all of them Mm -hmm. yeah i mean bobby was there jibs was there tig was there everyone was there yeah and And just the way yeah the subtext of what he said to uh, bobby Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know yeah. on the phone was like, oh no, he's. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he obviously he served with uh, one of these guys who who died, served with him, uh, you know, overseas, maybe in Iraq, maybe in Afghanistan, and uh, he obviously he has he has a huge grudge, um, and uh, we'll find out next episode whether or not it was him, whether or not it was somehow uh, August or Tyler. I, I can't imagine that it would be. I don't think um, smart enough. Yeah, I, I honestly don't August see them doing. August is smart it. enough, but I don't. Uh, he, he's not coming into play yet. Yeah, his, he's gonna when he comes. It's gonna be. It's gonna be you know thunderous. Yes. We're gonna know. All right, so folks, uh, let's let's go into predictions. All right, I'm down. Yeah. And now. All right, so we've already kind of gotten into it, but what do we think is is going on next week? We've got this developing uh, Chibs, Althea, Jerry relationship subplot. Um, I don't know if that's going to go anywhere. Does she still have an agenda? Um, what's are we going to have it confirmed that it's Jerry next week? Is uh, what do we think? I think the club's on lockdown. Hmm. I think they put the club on lockdown. I think they call Jerry to tell him what's up, and Jerry says. Oh yeah, I'll send some guys down for you and like give them the the option of backup that they'll never get, or he'll just he'll ask them where they are and he'll send the Asians. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to be uh, guard your bases for the next two or three episodes before something happens that kind of opens their eyes. Hmm. Well, not th- two or three episodes. Maybe next episode it's guard your bases. And then, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Kev? I mean, we saw Nero. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, seems like he was expressing something. Maybe he'll say that Chinese couldn't have killed them because I was with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Gemma can't take Juice to the cabin because this is happening. Um, mm. 
Oh, because so the Jax is going to want her on lockdown to protect her. Yeah, he's going to be like, get here now. Like, get to the house now. Mm-hmm. So, so then we're going to have Juice, who still has an APB at him, but they have bigger problems at the moment because of the two cops that were shot. Mm-hmm. Another stay. Yeah. For Juicy. <laughs> oh, I man. Hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I really hope we don't put this off forever. Um, yeah, we need to have them come to a head, and I hope that it happens this week. Um, all right, folks, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of the Sons of Anarchy After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We will be back next week with an all-new episode. Stephen Lemieux, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, and doing Sleepy Hollow tonight and the finale of The Strain this Sunday. Also check out a recent interview I did with Roger Craig Smith, the voice actor for Sonic the Hedgehog, as well as Batman and Arkham Origins and Captain America and Ultimate Alliance. All right, fantastic. And Very Kevin Undergaro. At Undergaro, and uh, I I also do the uh, AfterBuzz TV Boardwalk Empire, and we only have four, four episodes, episodes left, left of the whole oh my series. So once I lose, the, I've lost Breaking Bad. I'm going to lose this. Then I'm going to lose Sons. I think I'm out of TV. Oh man, I, I hope TV. not. You're going to get some new ones. You got Better Call Saul coming up in the winter. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe. All right. Folks, you can find me at Matt Lieberman on Twitter. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube. You can also visit my personal YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. Thank you so much. We will see you next week. Good night. Thanks, Sean. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. You do not necessarily reflect From the views executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.